Is it just me? A podcast by a couple of mitches. All right, now, this is an interview that we recorded months ago and we weren't able to even talk about it. We weren't able to say who it was with because it was off the back of her project that was unannounced. But finally, we can say Mitch and I sat down with the one and only Gina Liano from The Real Housewives of Melbourne. I've been waiting for this for so long. Oh, yeah. So exciting. First, we sat down with her to record her podcast, Judge Gina, which they were keeping under wraps. They wanted it to be a big secret, a big announcement. And so Mitch and I had a dispute Mm. that Gina was going to mediate. And so immediately after we recorded her podcast, we borrowed a bit of her time to record something for our podcast. So you're going to have to head along, search Judge Gina wherever you get your podcast. Yeah. Um, But yeah, Judge Gina, she settled a dispute for us. Um, I wouldn't say settled. Can we just put that out there? No, I don't think that it was settled at all. And I was very unhappy and I've gone to the Supreme Court because (laughs) I'd like it to be overruled. Let me just say this. Mitch ripped me off. Oh. And I was seeking compensation. Did not rip him off. It was a fair deal. And he brought it to the court of Judge Gina. And she just felt pressured by him because she was scared by him. But I'm not going to tell you the outcome. You'll have to listen and... Make it up for yourself. But, yeah, if you don't know who Gina Liano is, she was one of the Real Housewives of Melbourne, Mm. um, which I only just recently got into, Real Housewives of Melbourne. Did you ever watch it, Mitch? Yeah, I loved it. I I love all the Real Housewives, but the Real Housewives of Sydney and Melbourne have a very special place in my heart. She's so iconic. And she left that show. And we talk about that in our interview. But, yeah, once she left, I, I stopped watching. Yeah, I mean, even if you didn't watch Housewives, I feel like everyone knows Gina. She's the most recognisable one from the Melbourne franchise, don't you reckon? Oh, yeah, that hair, that head of hair, iconic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love Gina. If you've never watched Housewives, I'm going to give you a little taste of what Gina was like on the show. As you'll hear in the podcast we recorded with her, she's very poised and put together. It takes a lot to get under her skin. There's only been a couple of times on the show that she was rattled, and so they made for the most iconic moments. This first one I'm going to show you. This was when a new girl, Sally came on board around season four and Sally was calling herself the new sheriff in town. And I don't imagine Gina would have enjoyed that because she's kind of like the unofficial top dog yeah. of the Melbourne housewives. And so she rubbed Gina the wrong way from the get-go. But the whole feud started when Sally dared called Gina a bully and Gina did not like being called a bully. Oh, stop being such a bully. You sh- try to shut her down every single time she tries to talk. Just let her talk. Yeah. Stop being who a bully. Are you? Who am I? I mean, who is this woman coming at me with her pointy finger and her fucking camel teeth, calling me a friggin' bully? Fuck off. I think that Sally having a new hashtag, new sheriff in town, on her social media is actually hilarious. A new sheriff in town. Be the sheriff, Dale. If you want to come in with guns blazing, your flat shoes and your legs spread like a bloke, go for it. I'm not going to hang out with Sally. She can go fuck herself, but I do feel sorry for her because I know she's grieving at the moment. (laughs) That that is the first first moment of Ginny I ever heard. You showed me that last grab. I do feel sorry for her because she's grieving at the moment. She's grieving. After being a total cunt. (laughs) I know. Because Sally's husband had died not long before filming and Gina's just going her. And that's what I love her most for. She's got these brutal one-liners. We talk about a couple of them mm. in our interview with her. One of them, of course, the most iconic, I would say. Um, so one of the other housewives, Petty Fleur, was being a real punish. All the housewives were on holiday in Dubai together. And one by one, Petty Fleur was just pissing all the other housewives off. 
and Gina just decided to put her back in her place. All people are trying to do is explain to her how it is that she's rubbed them up the wrong way. And all she, Petty Fleur can think about is how she feels. You're a grown woman. So are you. And you need to snap the fuck out of it. I've had enough of your indulged bull fucking shit. Every time you're going to cry and fucking sulk and carry on. Jesus, fuck me. <laughs> I just love her. God, she's good. We didn't actually get much of that energy in the podcast, which will play the interview with Gina. But which I was kind of hoping we would. Yeah, me too. But no, if you listen to her podcast with us in it, we definitely get more of that Gina. She's playing her role in her show. But in this interview, it was actually really earnest and, and quite. she was very warm. It was nice to hear this side of Gina. So, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy the chat because we loved it. Yeah, basically what I learned was that – Gina is actually very lovely, but fuck, you don't want to get on her bad side. That's what I figured <laughs> amen, out. Amen. Amen. So go over and listen to Judge Gina. Um, give it a search. Mitch and I are on the episode. By the time you're listening to this, it'll be out. Otherwise, enjoy, yeah, our chat with Gina Liana. These are the fabulous Real Housewives of Melbourne. I'll give you my opinion, but you'd better be ready to hear it. Oh, my God, Mitchell, I'm so excited for this. Oh. How are you feeling? Because I know you're excited for our guest. I mean, I thought the day would never come that we'd get Gina Liana on the podcast, but she's bloody here. She's here, Gina. Welcome <laughs> to the show. Hello, guys. How are you? Oh, we are so good. You know Gina from uh, The Real Housewives, of course. Um, mm. I mean, everywhere in, in Australia. or Her fragrance at Chemist Warehouse. My God. I'm feeling a lot more relaxed now because we've actually just wrapped up recording on Gina's podcast, Judge yes, Gina. So yes. you're going to have to go listen to that because Mitch ripped me off and I've brought it to Judge Gina to help me out here. I'm not going to spoil the ending, but you're going to have to go hear the podcast. I'm feeling a lot more relaxed now. Yeah, well, you are, but it would tell you what, my heart rate's already high oh. as it is, Gina. My blood pressure is through. I've got my GP on the line. Just I need to get some new medication because that was tense, <laughs> Gina. That was a – you do a great job. Did you job. think so? Yeah. <laughs> Just sharing a bit of the love for my day-to-day job, I suppose, with everybody. It was funny because when we were trying to tee this recording up, your producer would say, oh, you know, we can't do this time, we can't do that day because Gina is – actually a barrister. The word actually was thrown around a lot as if that's something that people couldn't possibly believe. Do people think that that was just for TV or something? Not sure what people think, I can't really say, but I have been accused of being other things other than a barrister, I must say. (laughs) Is that not accurate? You are actually a barrister, right? I am. I'm a practising barrister and I'm in court every day. Oh, God, well, it showed. It showed. Oh, did it? Oh, my God, you were fantastic. I mean, I get it's a podcast, it's entertainment, but I thought I was in a real court of law. I mean, Mitch said to me after, he went, why are you dripping? And I was, I'm sweating. I feel like I'm being grilled. I'm going to have to go wear a halter monitor now for a month after that. Do you get recognised in court? Do people say to you, holy shit, that's Gina Liana, even if, you know, they're there because they've done something wrong? Yes, people recognise me in court quite often and, uh, and I am often asked for photographs, um, but I don't do them. I say no, no photos in court. And the main reason being is because people tend to put things on social media and if they do see me in court and i practice predominantly in the children's court or the family court. Um, and so a lot of the requests come from children, yeah, or, right. you know, teenagers. And uh, and if they post it on social media and they say, saw Gina in court, people will ask them, what, what are you doing in court? And that sort of gives the game away that maybe there's issues there in their life mm. that um, – 
So I don't want to burden them with the responsibility of that, but I'm always flattered. And if they can catch me outside, then I'm always willing and able to got it, get got a it. photo with oh, them. So it's yeah. outside the court, fair game, but not outside inside. Outside the court, yeah, not inside, yeah. Yeah, good eye. i got to say, that podcast we just did with you, part of me was kind of hoping that you'd insult me at some stage because that was my favourite thing <laughs> about Real Housewives of Melbourne was your comebacks, your disses. Calling you always... an insignificant ass hair or yes. something. Oh, exactly. yes. Or, or something like that or snap the fuck out of it. That, yeah, that that's one, yeah. another great one. Yes. I reckon my favourite diss from Housewives of Melbourne was mm. one of the other ladies said that you had a, a vulgar mouth. Well, saying hashtag vulgar mouth. But you have a vulgar mouth. Well, I don't agree and I think that you've got a vulgar heart. Oh, you liked the vulgar heart. There you go. That was my favourite. There was just something so Very gentle, classy and elegant about the insult. And so, it, hey, we've still got a little bit of time left. Feel free to insult me before we wrap this podcast. I would, <laughs> it would make my fucking day. <laughs> She's brewing on one. Yeah, you don't know what you're asking for here. Oh, I do and I would love it. I can see the cogs turning in her head going, yeah. what can I say? Uh, just what wait. can I tell him? Um, what can I tell but wait, him? Gina, where did the po- idea for the podcast come from? Was it yours? Did iHeart come to you? Like where, where was the idea? Uh, well, it was an interesting thing because, um, you know, I've, I've noticed very much on social media that there's still a lot going on with housewives, a lot of, well, images of me, voice recordings of, of things out of the housewives, my one-liners. And so I can see that there's still a big following there. It's mm. trending on Twitter. I got I get Google notifications, and one of them was that I'd had 38.7 million views on, or it might have even been 48.7 million views on yeah. TikTok yeah. or something. Um, I follow an account that has just constant housewives yeah, quotes constant, and references. Yeah, they, they live on. Yes, and so and everyone I work with says, oh, you know, my friends and I, we send each other messages, and we're quoting you all the time. So I thought, okay, well, I've stepped back from Housewives, mm. which I loved and I met gorgeous people and I adored it. Um, but um, I thought, well, maybe there's some other things that I can do. And I happened to be having my na- – I was getting my nails done. I was at a nail salon mm. and there's this gorgeous girl sitting next to me and she said to me, oh, Gina, we love you at work. Um, are you going to do anything else? And I said, well – she said, oh, I shouldn't ask you. I said, no, no, you can ask. And uh, and I said to her, well, I'm not going back to housewives um, at this stage. It was a big decision to step away. I know it is a bit sad, but I said, I wouldn't mind maybe doing radio or something like that. And she said, well, that's interesting because I work at ARN. Really? What are the odds of that? Wow. And that's how the introduction happened. And we talked about a podcast and I said, well, I've always wanted to do a Judge Gina, like an agony auntie where, you know, if people, it's not really court situations, but, um, you know, situations where. Petty uh, shit like the situation we were in. Well, just, you know, if you've got a beef with one of your friends or you need to settle a score of yes. some sort, you know, who's right, who's wrong, uh, you know, the beef could be you had a party and you bought all the beer uh, or all the alcohol yeah. and your friends friends drank it all, so maybe he, the friend should contribute to the alcohol, you know, or something like that. And we try and quantify things. So, I mean, I haven't had a case like that, by the way, but, you know, that sort of thing. Um, where it's usually two friends um, who have got just this little tiff going on and they need it settled and most of the people will walk away and accept the decision that I've made. Most, I try and keep yeah, I'd no, say no, no, most. We, we won't spoil our verdict. No, people are going to have to go listen. No, I won't. And no. I think 
I think most people are happy or they can see the rationale behind it um, mm. and accept that that is the final decision and that the argument is now over. So I, I, there's some satisfaction in that. It's a lot of fun. But what I do find is that um, while I am going through the motions of cross-examining the parties because obviously they're self-represented, um, so I need to quiz them, they tend to fall apart pretty quickly. And <laughs> yeah. I think it's... The, they feel quite intimidated. It was as soon as you asked me to recall dates that I was like, "Fuck me, I don't, I don't even know what date is today." Like, <laughs> oh, what have I got? They feel quite intimidated very quickly, and if not, I pull them into line and uh, make sure they do. Well, also, you called us by our surnames, which made it feel even more real. Like I was more Mr. Turi, you were yeah. Mr. Coombs. You would have had to have studied for a very long time at uni or whatever to become mm. a barrister, right? I did. I did three degrees. <gasps> uh, I did a Bachelor of Business in Marketing, and I did a Bachelor of Art. So I majored actually in visual arts. So I'm, really? a, I'm a qualified art curator. Wow. Um, I and that. I did yeah. a law degree as well. Um, but I'm also a, a celebrant and I did a course to become a celebrant. So oh I've done my, a how many study. gay weddings do you get asked to do, Gina? I mean, I'm sure I've done booked. many. Yeah. I've done many same-sex weddings. So in December, I think it was the 7th of December of 2008. And uh, 17, the um, legislation changed. Oh, yeah. uh, And it was no longer the union of a man and woman. It was the union of two people. Um, And uh, generally, a couple needs to give 30 days notice in order to marry. And that's 30 days before the ceremony. Uh, And so I actually conducted my very first same-sex ceremony about 35 days after the legislation was ratified. Wow! So I got the notice of intended marriage in that week and we had the wedding pretty much a month later. So I was straight in. They would have had that notice and that email draft ready to go. They had the idea years ago to get Gina to marry them. Yeah, it was fantastic. So I've done about 80 so far and I do do same-sex mainly and it's mainly boys actually. I do get a lot of girls but I think the girls aren't getting married as much as uh, or as, Those gay boys, know, now we love it. The gay boys, the boys love a wedding. Oh, the matching the boys, suits yeah. and the bow ties and the dogs walking down the <laughs> but, aisle. But, you know, it's a lot of fun. I love it so much and it's so different to what I do in my day-to-day mm. job because generally my day-to-day job, there's not a lot of love. I can imagine. <laughs> and so this is really refreshing. Do you travel to do weddings? Yeah, or do I you... travel as well oh, interstate. Great. Yeah, do them all around Australia. Um, does it make you happy watching the seasons after you on Housewives not be as successful knowing you're gone? Well, there's only been one season after I left yeah. um, and the feedback is that it wasn't quite as successful uh, to the point really that there wasn't a reunion, whether or not that was successful based or not. Mm. I'll give you the feedback from my own mouth. It was fucking dog shit without you. <laughs> you really ruined the series for me, Gina, honestly, but I it get it. It made a difference. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll have to accept that. Did you watch much of it? I watched a little bit of it um, and I didn't find it quite as entertaining mm. as, and not because I watch myself and I'm entertained. I think it was just the dynamic of all the girls um, in the seasons prior to that. I think the girls tried and they, you know, they, they put in a good effort. Um, but it was, I think it was just a tough act to follow. We yeah, were just a been. great cast. You were. Uh, you know, Sydney struggled, New Zealand struggled. Uh, we were just a great cast. It was a good dynamic, um, you know, and everyone could uh, – there was, there was no – competition really we all had different things to offer so you know I think just all round it was great uh, so that's disappointing I suppose yeah. I did 
maybe let a few people down, so I'm sorry about no, that. No, no, Gina. Hopefully on my podcast I can uh, reconnect with the audience. Oh, you will. Here's what you can do to make it up to me. Yeah, what's that? I've heard rumours that because the latest Melbourne season without you was a little bit rubbish, they're like, we might give Sydney another crack. So what you need to do is move to Sydney yeah. in time for production <laughs> so that you can be on the revamped Housewives of Sydney deal. Well, I've got a feeling that if I said that I would come back to the show that they would do it in Melbourne. Wow. And I wouldn't need to move to Sydney. So Okay, so could you grab your phone right now and send the text? Because I need a new season. Call Andy Cohen. Get him on the phone and say you'll do it. That's the power that you have, Gina, to reboot a franchise by saying yes. I mean, come on. Make you sleep well at night. (laughs) Well, I've got some ideas about what I could do in relation to Housewives, uh, but it's not as a cast member. So uh, we'll keep that in I'll keep, I'll keep that in the can and uh, maybe we'll have something else to talk about down the track. Oh, I like Ooh, that. Maybe should we do in the reunion episode? Oh, my God, host. Yeah, host it. Well, host that'd it. be fun. I would actually love to do You'd that, to be honest. You'd be perfect for that too. You'd call them out on their shit. Yeah. I would, do, I would host the reunions, yes. I would do that for sure, yeah. Is it just me? A podcast by a couple of Mitches. So talk to us. What have we missed? You haven't been on Housewives in the most recent season. It's been a few years since then, apart from, you know, going to work, doing the law thing as per usual. What have we missed? What's been happening in Gina's world? So I suppose um, being a marriage celebrant and doing, uh, you know, practicing in law has been my main uh, gig. And then we were in lockdown for a little while, yeah. you know, as, as you know, we all were. And in Melbourne in particular, I think we were in lockdown a lot longer than you guys were in Sydney. Um, and I think we just lost connection with everybody really for about three years, it feels like. Um, so out of the last, since since I did Housewives in 2018, uh, I suppose the last two years have been well, the year before lockdown and the last year has really just been in practice and uh, um, now doing this podcast and um, and yeah. being a celebrant. Did they suspend all of the court stuff during lockdown or were you doing Zoom trials? All Zoom. Oh, God, that would Webex, be painful. Webex, actually. Webex. So Zoom, there was a breach of of um, security with Zoom. Oh, my God. So it became Webex meetings, yeah. So I, I would be sitting with my robe and wig on in my kitchen with a virtual background <laughs> doing county court. <laughs> Did you find it easier to, to hand down a, a verdict digitally than it was in real life? Well, I wasn't handing down decisions because my practice is as a barrister. I'm not on the bench. Got it. Um, and so I don't hand down the decisions. I cross-examine or lead evidence. I make opening and closing submissions and I run cases from woe to go and predominantly I prosecute um, in the children's court so um, it was interesting um, my dogs loved it. Yeah, I, can I, 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 I apologise for getting your job wrong. This is a true story. Once I applied for a job as a barrister thinking it was barista because I needed work. Oh, it's right. a true story. So you that, wanted to make coffee. I wanted to make coffee and then I almost ended right. up yeah, doing your line of work. Not that I ever could do it. Um, right. Well, that's interesting because they don't advertise jobs for barristers because you're a sole practitioner. So you go into your own business and a practice. So if anyone ever sees a job for a barrister, it is barista. know that it is not. It is. <laughs> it's not legit. It's oh, not for, yeah. 
scam. So you have to be admitted to practice. You have to pass the bar exam and uh, sign the bar roll and uh, get your practicing certificate. Yeah, no, that's not us. Yeah. That's not <laughs> it's our a bit of a work, process. Not really. Um, well, listen, if you want to get the podcast, you can go and listen to our episode now. It is available, Judge Gina, on iHeartRadio, where yep. you get your podcast. Great to have you on, Gina. This was so much fun. Before we let you go, we've got to ask one important question. We ask all of our guests this same question. Yeah, we do. We do. Yes. We just want to know a little thing in life that you appreciate, a little self-care thing, something like that. That we get all our guests to contribute to this list. It's called the list of things better than drugs and dick. Yes. Oh, okay. We don't want any of our younger listeners becoming obsessed with either of the two. There's more to life. So things like fresh bed linen. So better than what? Drugs. Drugs and dick. Drugs and dick, yeah. But essentially it's just a little thing in life you appreciate. I'm probably not really in the running for either of those at the moment. So I would say (laughs) Chocolate. Chocolate. Yes. <laughs> and dogs. dogs. Oh, my dog. I love that. No one said that before. Yeah. Chocolate and dogs. I tell you what, if I've got chocolate and my three dogs on the bed Bliss. and they all lie on their back snoring and they're so content and happy and I say, God bless you, darling, and I kiss them oh. and I hug them and they're the happiest little souls. And then so, have a bit yes. of chocolate. Bliss. But when they hear me say, you need to snap the fuck out of it, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm sick of your indulged bull fucking shit. They run and they hide. <laughs> oh, I would say. Oh, they recognise my voice <laughs> from the show. Oh, God. But, uh, yeah. All right, add it to the list. And our last chance to insult me before we go, please. Okay, well, no, I'm not going to insult you. What I will say is you're better than an insignificant ass here, both of you. So thank oh. you for being on my show and it's been a pleasure to be joining you. Oh, oh, bless you, Gina. That's lovely. <laughs> wow, I want that on my bloody gravestone. Better than an insignificant ass hair. A significant ass hair. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Gina. I appreciate you coming on. <laughs> Pleasure. Thanks. Is it just me? A podcast by a couple of Mitches. Make sure you've hit follow on your podcast app.